Oh, it's cold outside. Hi, boys, me. It's cold outside. Hi, Rabbi Irvs. Did you defrost yet? Uh, yes, uh, I defrosted. Uh, um, yes, I defrosted a little bit more. Um, uh, yes, I defrost. Uh, okay, I defrosted. Yes, yes, I think so. I think so. I think so. I think so. It doesn't look like. It doesn't look like. It doesn't look like. Because you keep repeating yourself, repeating yourself, repeating yourself. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, let me just take off my coat. Oh, woo! Oh, boy. Baruch Hashem, we made it, and you know, you know, pretty soon we'll say, oh, it's too cold, and then we're going to say it's too hot, and then it's a whole cycle anyways. Okay, so I'd like to welcome everybody to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhak and his sidekick, me, Yassi, Yahoo! Yes, okay, now, <clears throat> I'd like to remind everybody you're listening to Jayroot Radio at jrootradio.com. If you want to listen to us on the telephone, you can listen to us at 712-432-4217. Or you can listen to us on the archive line also, which is 718-506-9099. That number again is 718-506-9099. And, and of course, uh, you have to listen to the menu over there. Because if you don't follow the menu, then, of course, you won't know what's going on. It's a very easy menu to follow. If I could follow it, anybody could follow it. Who's asking you? Okay. Anyway, so, uh, now, of course, if you'd like to send donations to J Radio, uh, of course, we can use it because any support to us helps you at the same time. Uh, in order for us to be Mazaka the Rabbim, you have to be Mazaka us to be able to Mazaka the Rabbim. So, therefore, send your donations to J Radio, 2829. Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. That address again is 2829 Nostrand Avenue, 11229. And every penny counts. Okay, so uh, what else is cooking today? I wasn't cooking, but I know what you're referring to. Okay, so if anybody is interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for storytelling, you know, the Hanukkah dates are filling up. There's some mornings available, a few evenings here and there, but, you know, believe it or not, most of Hanukkah is Baruch Hashem filling up. Don't wait for the last minute. You know, you never know. The day you want, maybe. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I got to tell you this, remember? Can I tell them? I don't know what you're referring to. You know about that there was somebody that called on a day that you wanted, uh, actually that they wanted, but you were booked and then you got canceled. So there was enough time to take the other job, remember? Yes, uh, that's probably the only way that sometimes uh, uh, some of those nights can be free. But anyways, don't wait for the last minute. If you're interested in hiring me for uh, storytelling engagements, uh, whether it be for father and son uh, learning programs or any kind of program or Yeshiva Midos program or Bezyako's Midos program that you want to introduce a Mida and you want a good story told or whatever it is, so call for more information. And, of course, don't forget about the Hanukkah season. It is filling up. So don't wait for the last minute. Okay, and also, if you're interested in buying any of my story CDs, which hopefully, Bezaz Hashem, we'll be adding about 10 more different uh, selections to the collection for Hanukkah time. So if you're interested, then, of course... Uh, call 718-375-1294. If you are interested in any art lessons or artwork or martial arts lessons, self-defense lessons, Qigong energy exercise lessons, or anything of that nature, then please call 718-375-1294. If you're interested in having a karate demonstration performed or a koyach from the mayach, if you want more information on that, 
Then you can call 718-375-1294. And, of course, everything be... Uh, you know, I know what you want to say. Everything will be, uh, you know, uh, handled very nicely. So if a guy wants to call up for the, and you want to fax in, or I mean, I mean, not really. Okay, I'm so mixed up. Okay, so let me try again. Okay, let's rewind. Okay, that's beautiful. Okay, so what I want to say basically is as follows. Is that if you call up for the storytelling list, I will either email it or fax it to you, whatever it is that you would like. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, I think we got everything covered. Uh-uh. What do you mean, no? Uh, there's a big Chinese auction on Sunday in Atera Chinka, you know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, what about it? Well, uh, you didn't tell them that you're gonna be there. Oh, yes, of course, that is correct. I am going to be there, yes, indeed. I'm definitely going to be there, and I'm gonna be telling a story there. I'll be there at 4 o'clock, uh, to 5 o'clock, I think, it's something like that. I'm scheduled to tell a story, but there's so many other things over there, uh, going on. Just check your local, uh... Even uh, FJJ has an ad. I don't know. Every paper probably has an ad. And you probably got the booklets in the mail and everything like that. But I will definitely be there. So if there's somebody contemplating even the thought of possibly hiring me for one of his storytelling engagements. And you want to see what it's like to see Rabbi Yitzhak tell a story live. Then uh, what better opportunity? You can support their yeshiva at the same time. And you could uh, see for yourself. And then you can decide if you want to hire. And at the same time. Speaking about support, I remind you again, JRoot Radio could use your support, so please send in all donations to JRoot Radio, 2829 Notion Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. And uh, that's about that. Okay, so you covered everything. Now you're ready for a story. Do you have one? <laughs> you think I came here without a story? I don't know. Sometimes you do, and then all of a sudden something hits you in the head. Yeah, I'd like to hit you. And, oh, no, never mind. Uh, just, just a joke. Just a joke. <laughs> just a joke, huh? Yes, yes, and Derek Harris. Okay, here we go. So, tonight's story. I don't remember telling it here. I do remember telling it somewheres, but I don't remember telling it in the last uh, year or so, or two years, or three years. Uh, I'm not even sure when I told it. But I know in the back of my head, I remember telling it somewheres. But over here on the radio, I don't remember if I told it. And if I did... You never tell the story the same way twice, okay? We know that already. That's correct. Okay, so uh, tonight's story is called if I draw my sword. Oh, I know how to draw a sword. You want to see? No, 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 no. Draw as to pull out of the sheath. You know what I mean? Oh, to pull out of the holster. No, that's a gun goes in the holster. A sword goes in the sheath. Oh, okay. Right. I got that. Okay. So, uh, name of tonight's story is If I Draw My Sword. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Are you going to interrupt? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding that you won't interrupt or just kidding that you will interrupt? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It depends. I hope the story is good. Of course it is good. Okay. Now, this story took place during the times of Tsar Nikolai, known as Tsar Nicholas, but he was Tsar Nikolai I. Now, uh, this person, Tsar Nikolai, was infamous for starting what was called the Cantonists. Okay, the Cantonists, for those who don't know... I know, Rabbi Herbs, you, you, your son has a story uh, 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 about the Cantonists, right? Uh, that's correct. You got that right. We will never change. That's right. That's one of my son's uh, story CDs. Yes, correct. <laughs> I see. I pay attention. Yes, you do. Okay, anyways, what happened was this. In the time of Tsar Nikolai I, okay, so what happened was this. He was a very rabid anti-Semite, a very big anti-Semite. He hated Jewish people, and he tried to get them to convert to become a goyim like him. 
but it wasn't working so easily. So he came up with a plan called the Cantonists. And in this particular plan, he sent out soldiers, sometimes in the sky, sometimes just the way they were, and they didn't care, and they ran in from town to town, and they would run in, and then they would attack uh, uh, with a great fear. What do you mean, attack? They kill people and everything? No, I, I mean they attacked aggressively to the people, and they got so frightened that they didn't know what to do. And, of course, when they were panicking like that, it was easy for them to snatch away the Jewish little children when they were very young, maybe eight or nine or even younger. And they would snatch them away and take them away first to Goisha farms. And these farmers would try to brainwash them and break them away from Yiddishkeit. And eventually, they were taken away to spend 25 years in the Russian army. Wow. That's a, like a lifetime. That's correct. And uh, this story is said to be true according to the sources that I once saw. However, uh, even though it gives Tsar Nikolai's name, it doesn't say specifically the name of this particular Jewish shoulder. Shoulder? Shoulder? He's got a shoulder? No, no, soldier. But you said shoulder. All right, whatever. You know, okay, uh, let, me, let me fix my teeth. <coughs> <coughs> Okay, how's that? Say the word soldier ten times. Soldier ten times. Ah, funny, Rabbi Herbs. Okay, go ahead, continue on the story. Well, anyways, now that you have some introduction, let's go first to this little town, this little shtetl, where this boy, Benjamin Bratsky, lived. All right, Benjamin, everything is going fine for you, Baruch Hashem. I'm very happy that uh, you are learning well in yeshiva, and you're going to go be a great Talmud Chochem, just like your brothers. And there's nothing wrong with being a Talmud Chochem, because that's what the Torah wants us to be. But then again, don't forget, you have a cousin. He's not necessarily the greatest Talmud Chochem, but he's a big Balyira Shamayim. He follows the Torah's way, and he learns, and he has a business. And he takes his business, and he does the Yesoch Zavulin with some of your brothers. You know that. So it's very good to do, you understand? So a person has to try his best potential. If it's meant that he has to be a good Talmud Chochem, that's what he has to do. And if it's meant that he should be a business person, a person that works, and that's what he's meant to be. But the most important thing is, no matter whatever it is that you do, you never forget you're a Yid, you're a Jew, and you must remember that at all times. And nothing happens without the will of Hashem. And many times we could be going through tests in our life and we could be going through this bigness, so in this test, and Hashem just wants to see if we keep Yiddishkeit only because it's easy or would we keep it when the going is tough. You understand what I'm saying, Benjamin? Sure, Tati, but I'm only a little boy of eight years old. <laughs> so uh, why are you telling me this now? Ah, because you see, a person doesn't know what his potential is until, uh, you know, as the time goes on, and then he learns about his potential. But you see, you first have to try. You know, you don't know if you're going to be the Talmud Chochum, the businessman, or you could be both, believe it or not. There's so many people that are businessmen, but you're the great Talmud Chochum. They learn in between customers, and they learn at night. Sometimes people get up early, and they learn in the morning before davening. Everything is possible. You're understanding what I'm saying? Yeah, yes, Tati, I understand, but I'm, I'm just wondering, Tati, I mean, you know, like, why are you suddenly telling me this now? Go ahead, tell him, zog him, don't hold back, tell him what's going on. But he's only eight years old. 
but he has to know. All right, all right. I will tell him. Go ahead. If you're not going to tell him, I will. No, 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 no. I will tell him. Okay, listen to me. My son, Benjamin, I must tell you something. You see, there are things that are happening now, and I must tell you that it's very important that you pay attention to every word I'm saying. You know, there's a thing called the Tsar. Oh, yeah, like he's like the king of Russia, right? Yes, yes. And he's very mean, very big anti-Semite. He doesn't like Jewish people, and he makes terrible decrees. He tries to break us. Oh, that's terrible. Do we have glue to put ourselves together? <laughs> very funny, Benjamin, very funny. Benjamin, but this is not uh, going to be so easy, okay? Listen to me, Benjamin. Pay attention. They are sending out sometimes in town snatchers. Snatchers are people that don't look like soldiers. They come to spy and they see who has children of age. Of age? For what? To go to army. Oh, I have nothing to worry about. I'm only eight years old. Wrong. The fact is that they are kidnapping children. And if they don't kidnap them, they later on come with soldiers and they look for them. They find them in hiding places. And what they do is they take them away and they bring them to farms and the farmers try to break away the Yiddishkeit from them. And then after this, when they break away the Yiddishkeit, what happens is, oh, I hate to say, then they go into the Russian army for 25 years. It's not very good. It's not very good. You understand? So uh, I'm telling you this because I don't know when the snatchers will come. I don't know if they'll come in disguise. I don't know if they come with like with soldiers and scare everybody, and then for, just you know take apart houses and rip everything apart until they find the quota of children that they want, or whatever. I don't know, but one thing I know: if Chas v'Sholem, Chas v'Sholem, if they ever take you away, if Chas v'Sholem they ever take you away, I want you to promise me, promise me. And I know that it's not good to promise, but in this case, you have to. Because this is a matter of life and death. Not life here only, but life in Oilam Abo. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, 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 I'm not sure. Can you explain a little more? Yes. No matter what they do to you, try to remember that you are a Yid. You are a Jew. You understand? No matter what happens to you, you are a Jew. And even though you're little... Hashem is putting you to an Isoyan. And Hashem will never put you through a test unless you could pass the test, even if you're a little boy. Wow, that's interesting. I'm going to sleep on that thought. And so, sure enough, this little boy, Benjamin, he went to sleep that night. I hope I don't have any nightmares about the snatcher. And suddenly, there was a knock on the door. Schmilke, 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 open the door, fast, 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 quick, quick, quick. Are you sure? What is it? I'm on second. What's the problem? Don't pick up my child. Benjamin is sleeping. You don't understand. It's emergency. Get Benjamin out of here. They are trying to send snatches during the night. And then they are going to, like, suddenly come into the houses. You have to get rid of him now. Get rid of the snatcher? I would love to get rid of the snatcher. No, take your son. Hide him somewhere. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. 
I, I will do that. I, I will do that. Okay. Thanks, thanks for warning me. I, I, I don't know where you got this information from, but I, I better go up the steps. Oi. Okay. I'm up the steps. Let me open my son's door. Pinyomin! 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 No, no, no. I know. You said Krish Malamita, and you don't want to talk out. Okay, good, 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 good. Listen. Listen to me very carefully. It's time to go. Huh? Listen to me. I give you permission to talk in this case. It's an emergency. It's time to go. They are sending snatchers to kidnap little children. Listen to me. I love you very much. Don't you ever forget that you are Jewish. No matter what. One day, things will get better. Hopefully, Hashem will send a, are you sure, before, before 25 years. Okay? Okay. Now listen. We're going to go. Come with me. Come, 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 come. Okay? Come, 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 come. Let's go, let's go. No time to waste. Come on, we got to go. Get dressed quicker. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, now come. Come. Take a little cedar with you. Come, come, come. Let's go. Where are we going? We're going to go hide in the woods. Come, 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 come. Let's go, let's go. Suddenly, during the night, a couple of horses came in slowly. <laughs> so, we are here to snatch some children. <laughs> All right, according to our spy. We have over here in this house here a little boy. <laughs> Let's go knock on the door. <laughs> sure, of course, I will knock on the door. <laughs> oh, who is this so late at night? Uh, what can I do for you? Open up in the name of the Tsar. Yes, <laughs> open up in the name of the Tsar, because if you don't open that door, we'll break it down. <laughs> we just might break it down anyways. <laughs> okay, you're opening door or not? I'm coming. Okay, I, I hold it a little bit. Maybe it'll still squeak. Let me try the other oil. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, what can I do for you, gentlemen? What can you do for us? <laughs> what kind of question is that? What you can do for me? Listen to me. You. <laughs> A little boy, yes? Um, um, I don't know what you're talking about. Don't fool us. We have spies all over the place. We know you have little boy. Where is he? Huh? While you are talking to her, I will go upstairs and check the bedrooms. <laughs> and sure enough, he went upstairs. And he opened the bedroom door. And he came inside. <laughs> Look, a pair of slippers. Let me pick it up. Yuck, it stinks, it smells. Yes, somebody's foot was in it not too long ago. <laughs> so, you know what we're going to do? We're going to ask you one more time, lady. Where is your son? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Wrong answer. Maybe we have to torture you. No, please, please, don't torture me. No, no, no. I don't know where my son is. I really don't. Even if you torture me, I won't be able to tell you where he is because I have no idea. One second. Where is your husband? How come we no see your husband? Where did he go, huh? Where is your husband? Um, I don't know. Ah, you don't know. It may be take your son away <laughs> to hide some. All right. Listen, on the outskirts of town, we have some soldiers over there. Round them up, and we are going to search the forest. They can't go too far. <laughs> and of course, they took their soldiers, and they began to scatter into the forest and spread out a little bit. Remember. Don't kill him. We want him alive. <laughs> and so, sure enough, Binyamin's father noticed. Hey, where is me? This is not very good. Not very good. I don't like what's happening here. I can't believe it. Hey, where is me? They're looking for us in the forest. Okay, listen. We have to hide underneath this bush over here by this rocks here. Don't say a word. Be very quiet. Still. Okay, Tati. And suddenly, one of the soldiers was passing by very close. Tati is passing so close. <laughs> My cop is not looking now. I think I'm going to take a swig of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, he spritz some vodka on me. Oh. Oh, yeah. Shh, I can't help it, Daddy. Shh, quiet. Don't sneeze. Okay, Daddy, I'm gonna try. No, 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 no. Don't sneeze. What was that? I don't know. It's coming from my bottle. I mean, no, it's coming from here in the bush. Right. Hey, there you are. Get out of underneath there. You don't want to get hurt by us, do you? <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, all right, we're coming. Don't, don't, don't shoot us. Don't, don't kill us. <laughs> yeah. Here, we got the kid. Say so it, little Benjamin. Take him away. Tie him up, put him in the wagon. And so they took Benjamin. And they took him away and they brought him to a farm. A Russian farm. This farmer was very mean. He wasn't so nice. No, 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 no. A very mean farmer. Did I tell you? You are going to do what I say. Or else I break your little bones. You understand? <laughs> I'm just a little kid. I only eat kosher. You eat what I give you. You understand? <coughs> Don't cry, because I'll give you reason to cry. And he gave him a smack. And he beat him every now and then. And he was turning black and blue and bruised all over. But little Benjamin remembered what his father said. Remember, you are a Jew. And Hashem is going to give you the soyan. He's going to give you tests. 
and you're going to pass the test because Hashem never tests anybody. Allah has to pass the test. I got to remember that. I got to remember that. Okay, so you're not going to eat him because it's not kosher? No problem. No water for you, nothing for you, no fruits, no vegetable. I'm going to lock you in the barn over there with the chickens. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Hey, I'm just a kid. Why are you doing me? And the chickens made a lot of noise. And he was getting a big headache. And he was getting hungry. And he left him there for a day or two. I don't want you to die. The czar wants you. So are you hungry enough to eat or do you want to die? Huh? Uh, uh, hungry. I, I can hardly move. This something to eat. Please, I'm so hungry. I need something, please. All right, I'm going to give you. But you're going to eat whatever I give you. And so he began to eat the tray. Because he saw he had no choice. Because if he wouldn't eat the trafe, then, of course, he would starve to death. And he wasn't going to do that. He was just a little boy. What can you expect from him? And slowly but surely, he began to stop fighting this person. And gradually, he didn't push to try to keep Yiddishkeit in secrecy anymore. He stopped davening what little parts he knew by heart. Because when the farmer found the siddha, he put it into the fireplace to burn. And of course, after a while, he began to forget everything. He didn't even say Moda'ani. He knew in the back of his mind that he's Jewish. But that's as far as it went. That was as far as it went. Eventually, he was getting older. And one of the soldiers in charge came to see him. A colonel. A colonel that was in charge of the 31st Regiment, Peter Gallandoff. All right, I am here now to see if the child is ready to go straight to army. How is she doing? Hey, hey, Skraske, do you got the boy? <laughs> of course I have the boy. He no longer calls himself Bin Bin Jamin Jamin. No, he's now Ivan Brodsky. <laughs> Ivan Brodsky, that's his name. Okay, he know nothing about Judaism. He's been eating treif, non-kosher food, long time now. <laughs> Take him to your army, enjoy him. I did my work, make sure you pay. Of course the army will pay. What do you think we are, eh? <laughs> Ivan, come over here right now. Uh, yes, sir. Right away, sir. I am here to serve you. Whatever it is you want from me, I am here. Yes, sir. Yes, salami, bologna, pastrami, uh, cockflesh, whatever. Okay, here I am. Yes, sir.
salute me. <laughs> Can you salute me? Yes, sir. I, I just saluted you. I saluted you. Salami, bologna, pastrami sandwich. <laughs> Come, we train you now. And sure enough, they took him into the army and they trained him. And he forgot so much about Yiddishkeit. Everything about it. And some of the other Russians said, You know, I was wondering. I thought that this person was supposed to be Jewish Cantonist. I don't think he's Cantonist. I think they make a mistake. He's just like us. He acts like us. He talks like us. Does everything like we do. Nothing Jewish about him. Eh, that's pretty strange. Yes, of course. <laughs> he is going to be what we want him to be. You understand? <laughs> okay. No problem. Whatever. And sure enough, he was growing up as a Russian soldier. Now, Tsar Nikolai had this crazy little thing. Every now and then, he wanted to get an idea. And he was a very sensitive person. He wanted to get an idea of what the people think about him. So you know what he did one day? <laughs> he didn't just do this one day, but he did it very often. But this particular day is very important in the story. He used to disguise himself as a peasant or as a simple person, or as a civilian, a regular, ordinary person, and hang out in towns and listen to what people say, he would get an idea what they think of the Tsar. So one day, it happened to be a day when some of the soldiers of the 31st Regiment, they had what we call a furlough, or whatever it is, and this uh, Jewish-Russian soldier, who never even dreamt that he's Jewish anymore, Ivan Bratsky, who looked just like any other Russian guy, he went into the town, he went into the bar, and he drank like everybody else would do. And in walked the Tsar. But nobody recognized the Tsar because he was in disguise. Yes, he was in disguise. All right. So, I'm in disguise now. I'm not wearing my royal clothing. <laughs> I'm dressed the way I am. Yuck, 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 yuck. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I like the way that soldier looks over there. He looks like he's drinking good. Hey, you there. How are you? Uh, hey, I know what. Hey, you, you want to drink with me? Come over here, please. Come on, sit down at the table. But I don't have money to pay. It's all right. I need a drinking partner. You be my drinking partner, and I treat you, okay? Here, have a drink of schnapps. You, 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 you. Go ahead, enjoy. It's like 190 proof vodka. Go ahead, drink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very strong stuff. Hey, oh, we're doing a drink up. Thank you very much for sharing a drink. Huh. That's it. Oh, you slapped me in the face. Why you slapped me in the face for? <laughs> You're not supposed to leave that glass empty. You're supposed to fill it and drink it. We still got bottle, still got schnapps. We both got a drink. Eh? What do you say? Here, here. I'll pour you another drink. All right, I'll pour myself a drink. All right, now we both drink together, okay? Okay. <laughs> this stuff is very strong. And a bar is not empty. And so we're going to drink again. All right, we're going to drink again, okay? Here you go. <laughs> okay, the bottle 
Hating Kizem Tino! I think it's time for me to go. No, not yet. We're not drunk enough. I'm gonna get another bottle. Do you have any more money to pay for bottle? Ah, don't worry. Uh, I think I just used up my last yeah, rubles over there for the other bottle. Hey, excuse me, bartender. Yes, what is it? What can I do for you? Listen, bartender, I need another bottle of vodka, okay? Give me, please. Okay, here you go. Don't forget to pay. I pay, don't worry. I'll pay when I'm done, okay? Don't worry. <laughs> All right, here, here, here. here, let's share. Yuck, 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 yuck. And again, they drank and they drank until they finished that bottle. Oh, yeah, dry I am. Nobody knows I'm drunk from my nose to my itty bitty toes. Yeah. <laughs> We're about drunk. I hope I don't throw up all over you. <laughs> no worries. It's okay. All right. I think it's time to go. I think I drank enough. Excuse me. One second. Don't go, soldier. I know you're a soldier from 31st Regiment. If you don't pay what you owe, I'm going to tell you, Colonel, he's not going to be very happy. He doesn't like when his men come into the bar and drink and don't pay. So, you're going to pay? Oh, one second. I reach into my pocket here. I reach into my pocket here. I reach into my pocket here. Oh, no. I don't seem to have any, anything left. Oh, no. What am I going to do? Oh, you know something? I can't pay now. I'll come back here tomorrow, okay? No, no, that's not good enough. You don't pay me now? I am going to tell the colonel. Ooh, uh, 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 that's not good. I tell you what, uh, if I leave you something, uh, and then, you know, when I pay you back, you give me the something. You gotta give me something that is value. Uh, all right, all right, what I got this value? Uh, you wanna use my used hanky? No! All right, all right, all right. Um, oh, oh, wait, I have my sword here. All right, I'll just pull it out of the sheath, okay? I drew my sword here. All right, uh, um, listen to me, uh, you just hold my sword, and then when I get the money, I'll come back here and I'll redeem the sword, okay? What do you say? All right, good deal. I hold the sword. <laughs> hey, good luck to you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. And together, the Tsar went out with this person, this Ivan Bratsky. They went out together. Hey, we're drunk, aren't we? Yes, we are drunk. But inside the Tsar's mind, he was thinking, I'm not that drunk. This soldier is a disgrace to the army. Hmm. The nerve of him. He took his sword and he gave it away for a, for a, what you call it, a, a collateral? <laughs> I know what I'm going to do when I get back. <laughs> he thinks I'm so drunk. I'm not that drunk. Okay, I'm going this way. I'll go back to the army base. Where are you going? I go this way. All right. You go that way. I go this way. la da da dee da da bum Goodbye. See you. I was a nice drinking partner, you know. I hope he holds his liquor like I do. And, of course, the next day, the very next day, the Colonel, the Colonel Peter Gallandorf received an important letter. Sir, excuse me, sir, you have a very important letter over here. It comes from the Tsar. It is a direct order from the Tsar, and I was told to give it straight to you. All right, let me see the order. Let me open it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. The 
Zar is coming for a special inspection tomorrow. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. All right, I better tell the men. Uh, Captain, tell the sergeant to get everybody together outside attention. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll get everybody. Everybody make attention. Yes, make attention. Everybody in the center. All right, listen up. I got to tell you tomorrow, we're having a surprise inspection. If you're telling about this, how it is it a surprise? Well, considering the short notice is still a surprise. Now, you know the Tsar is very, very picky. And if you guys are going to do something that's not going to be satisfactory, that means if your boots are not polished, if your nose is a little bit to the side, he's going to be upset. Okay? You understand that? And make sure you hear our comb, uh, you hear whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, yes, sir. I'll wear my socks tomorrow, even though the boot's covered and you don't see it. Just do it. Make sure everything is good. Make sure all your weapons are polished and everything. And you know what happens. If he finds that somebody's not up to his... <laughs> I know, up to his level, then he's going to... Hey, uh, he's gonna kill us. <laughs> gee, gee that's, that's fun. I wonder what's worse, getting killed in a battle or getting killed by the czar. <laughs> oh, that's not funny. You don't like the joke. No, I don't like the joke. Come on, let's go back to the barracks and get everything ready. And suddenly, the Jewish soldier, the Cantonist, Ivan Brodsky, started thinking, Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I in trouble now? Ay, 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 ay. I'm in big, big trouble. I don't seem to have my sword. I remember what happened. I got drunk. I drank another bottle. And I got drunk, and I had no money to pay. So I left my sword as collateral. You know what? Let me sneak out to the bar. Yeah, that's what I gotta do. <laughs> Here I am at the bar. Let me just go right in. <laughs> hey, bartender. How are you? This is me. <laughs> you know, Ivan Bratsky. You know the man who left you the sword? Yes! You have money? I give you back sword. <laughs> no, no, I don't have the money. But instead, I just wanted to tell you that, um, eh, could you lend me the sword for tomorrow? Then I bring it back until I give you the money. Oh, no, 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 I know that trick. You take sword, you know, give it back to me. No, you don't understand. See, the czar, the czar, he's coming tomorrow. You understand? The czar is coming tomorrow. Okay? And when the czar comes tomorrow, wow! Yeah, he's going to make an inspection. And if he finds me without my sword, <laughs> I'm going to lose my head. All right, so you lose your head, you don't pay, I get to keep the army sword. Hey, 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 makes nice souvenir. Sorry, no money, no sword. Oh, boy, oh, boy. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And he sat down in the bunkhouse, in the barracks. And he sat in his bed, and he was thinking to himself, well, I guess that's it. Tomorrow I'm gone. I'm going to be dead tomorrow because I don't have a sword. I'm, 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 I'm like a, a soldier not dressed properly. Oh, dear me, am I. And suddenly, thoughts started coming back to his head. You're a Jew. Must always remember it. Don't ever forget. Hashem will give you the sinus. Uh-oh. I think I know what's going on. Hashem is testing me because I, I didn't keep my Yiddishkeit for so long. But how could I in such a situation? I, I don't know. But, but, you know, I lost my faith completely. Wait a minute. I'm going to have faith that Hashem is going to help me. Yes. I'm going to rekindle my faith. Right here. Right in the middle of this poison world uh, 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 of the Cantonist armies over here. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. Wait, what about my sword? Wow, I think Hashem is putting an idea in my head. Hey, look at that piece of wood over there. Hmm, it's just the right size. I got my other knife here. I think I'll whittle it down 
I'm pretty good at this, whittling. I'm gonna make a sword out of wood. And after a few hours, he whittled out a beautiful wooden sword. And to make the handle just right, he used a little bit of shoe polish, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and eventually got the right color. And eventually, he had a good-looking wooden sword. And he put it in his sheath. And the next day, he was ready for inspection. All right, get the men ready. All right, get the men ready. Oh, the trumpet is blowing. It's waking me up. That means the Tsar is here. Let's get outside. Come, come, come. And sure enough, the soldiers, they went outside. And then the colonel said, Attention, everybody, attention. Everybody, still attention, 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 attention. How many times can he say that in a row? I don't know, but I hope the Tsar comes and we pass the inspection. I hope the Tsar comes and I uh, uh, pass Hashem's inspection. Yes, okay, that's what I got to do. And sure enough, the Tsar came with his big coach. And the Tsar stepped out of the coach. All right, everybody's ready for inspection over there. Hey, what do you say? Yes, uh, your humble majesty, they are ready for you. Go check them out. Good, I will check them out. Suddenly the Jews started thinking. That voice, where did I hear it before? Wait a minute, in the bar. Of course, I recognize the voice. <gasps> Wait a minute, those rumors are true. The czar. Oh my goodness, the czar. Whoa. He went in disguise. I heard rumors that he goes in disguise to see what people think of him. <gasps> and I drank together with him. <gasps> I wonder what the Tsar would think if he knew he drank with a Jew. <laughs> oh, that's not funny. That's why he's making this sudden surprise inspection. Because <gasps> he knows I don't have my sword. He wants to get me in trouble. My Bainishalalem helped me. And suddenly the Tsar walked over to a soldier that was next to Ivan Bratsky. You! What is with your uniform? Nothing, sir. Everything is fine with my uniform. My uniform is in perfect condition. <laughs> you call that Bolton perfect? It's a little bit crooked. You are not dressed properly. And look at those shoes. They're not shoes, sir. They are boots. <laughs> look at them. They're dirty. No, sir. I polished them. Suddenly the czar stepped on it and smudged. They said they're not polished. But, sir... I can't tell the Tsar he's the one that stepped in and dirtied my boot. What am I going to do? You are insubordinate. You are not a proper Russian soldier. You deserve to be put to death. And then the Tsar suddenly turned to Ivan Brodsky. You there, soldier! I want you to take out your sword and chop off his head. Ah, oh boy. Ah, oh boy, ah, oh boy. How about because I chop off his head? I can't do that. I don't have sword. I have wooden sword. Never tried to chop off someone's head with a wooden sword. I could try, but that wouldn't help. Maybe the wood will crack. If he's in good shape, I don't know. Wait a minute. Gotta think fast. <laughs> you know, if I say no, eh, you know, this is not very good. And I don't want to kill a guy just like that. Wait a minute. I have an idea. Um, um, Your Majesty, uh, may I speak up? Go right ahead. Are you a chicken? Are you a coward? Take your sword and cut off this soldier's head. He is not dressed properly. Let him be a sample for all the other soldiers. Yes, sir. I will obey you 100%. But 
But you know, sir, I don't like to kill an innocent person. So, but you are the czar and you give order, so I must follow your order. So I'm going to take out my sword and I'm going to cut off his head. But, czar, understand this. I am praying to God that if he is innocent, my sword should turn to wood. If he is not innocent, then my sword will remain iron and then I will cut off his head without a problem. <laughs> Go right ahead. Let me see. And suddenly, in front of the whole crowd, he pulled out his sword. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh-oh. My sword. It turned to wood. And all the soldiers looked at the wooden sword. Whoa! Get a load of that! The sword! It turned to wood! This is a miracle! This man is innocent, Tsar! You must admit! Ah, uh, Tsar! It's the most amazing thing! But the Tsar started thinking. So, this soldier is very smart. He outsmarted me. I don't know if he recognized me, but he used his head. He's very brilliant. <laughs> he outsmarted me. <laughs> I can't tell that I know that his sword is in the bar because that would reveal my uh, little uh, trick to him. I can't do that. I will let him get away with this. I like this soldier. You know something? I like this soldier. I wanted to be promoted to an officer. And sure enough, he was promoted to an officer. And eventually he was promoted higher. And every time the Tsar had conversations with the soldier, he was very impressed. And he rose him in ranks. Eventually he became a guard by the Tsar. Eventually the Tsar even used him for one of his advisors. And one day the Tsar came over to him and he said to him, You know, today I would like to discuss religion. You know that I don't like the Jewish religion. I wanted to know what you think about it. Well, sir, if you don't mind me saying so, um, I am a religious man. Oh, so you're good. You go to church? Uh, no, no, no. I'm religious, but I, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm a believer in God, but I don't go to church. What do you mean you don't go to church? Where do you go? Well, I, I like to go to shul, but <laughs> there's no shul. There's no synagogue here. What? Shul? Synagogue? What are you talking about? You are a a Russian soldier. You are a, a Jew. Jew? You are Jew? I can't believe it. Zarina, come here. Yes, what is it? This person, did we listen to his advice, the smart person, he turns out he's Jewish. Do you realize that? This is terrible. Mm, listen to me. I could make you wealthy. I can make sure you have a life of luxury. Hey, you just convert. You become a goy like us. No problem, you understand? <laughs> and I make you rich. I give you a high position. I can even make you a general. What do you say? Uh, sir, um, I, I won't give up my Yiddish guy. What? You don't do anything Jewish. It's still here in my heart. And I didn't forget. And maybe one day when I'm out of the army, I'll be able to go back and learn more what I missed all these years. Hmm. You never told me you were Jewish. <laughs> you never asked me before. That is true also. Hmm. Listen to me. If you don't convert, things could be very bad for you. <laughs> well, if you want me to go back to being a private in the army, then, then I, I do that, no problem. No, it would be worse than that for you. I will make it much worse for you. You must obey me. You must do what I tell you. Uh, yes, sir. What, 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 whatever. Uh, okay, I guess I'll have to say yes. I'll think of something later. Okay, I'll do it. Good. Me and the Tsarina will make arrangements for you. Or I and the Tsarina. Whatever. <laughs>
And so sure enough, they made arrangements. And they were going to go to where a big church was. And they were going to go to a bishop and do a whole conversion ceremony to be shmad. And then while he was going in the wagon, in that coach, the fancy coach of the czar, thoughts rang in his head. Remember, my son, you are a Jewish. You always are a Jew. And you must remember that Hashem never gives you an assoyan that you cannot pass. Wow. And suddenly he remembered something. I remembered something very strange. I don't know why I'm remembering it, but I remember when the Romans, they captured some young Jewish slaves and everything, and, and they wanted to have them sold to, to, do, to do sins, to marry Goyim and everything, and they jumped off the boat and rather die than, than to be married to a guy. You know what? I know what I'll have to do. So, you are ready? What are you thinking about? How is going to be a life as a general? Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm thinking about very much about that. You know, it's very hot in here. Do you mind if I open the door a little bit? Open the door? We're on the bridge. It's all right. I just need some fresh air. All right. Open the door. Thank you. All right. Bye. What? And he landed in the water. And it was a rabid water. It was flowing viciously back and forth. It was a moving rapids and everything. And of course, unfortunately, he drowned. This person gave up his life rather than to be shmad. He gave up his life rather than to convert. When the Tsar saw this, he said to himself, I can't believe it. This man, I cannot believe what happened. This man gave up his entire life just to keep his religion. And he didn't even practice so much. Ha, my whole plan of the Cantonists is to break them and crucify them and make them to full-fledged Russians, goyim like me, and the rest. But it's not working the way I thought. It's a failure. And sure enough, not too long after this particular soldier gave up his life, which obviously it was not in vain, because the Tsar realized that to keep this business up with the Cantonists was not working the way he planned. And he gradually rescinded his decree. Wow, what an amazing story. I didn't even want to say. Well, I know what I'm going to say. Is there any time to take any phone calls? Okay, yes, good. So we'll take a few phone calls. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Avi Galinsky. Avi Galinsky. Okay. This time around, you have everybody from Mishma listening around? I'm oh, just kidding. <laughs> okay. So what, what lessons you learned in tonight's story? Um, you see how much smarter... A yid is then a guy, he can realize what to do when he's in a problem, if he doesn't have the right material. Right. And we see how um, how he was mice nefesh to just to be a yid. Very we good. also see, always, once a yid, always a yid. He Very. still has a little bit of that that reminds him of Tyra in his life. Very good. Excellent. Thank you very much. Great to hear from you. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Asher Shweka. Asher Shweka. Okay, very good. <laughs> From the same Shweka's where I told the story, right? Okay. Yeah. So, did you ever tell your co cousin Ash about it uh, to call me? Uh, he's not in my first cousin. He's like a little bit further related. Oh, okay. All right, I'll get a hold of them anyway somehow. All right, whatever. Okay, so what lesson you learned tonight's story? That, that everything is done for the best. Very good. Anything else? That's mainly it, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, bye. Okay. Thank you very much. Good to hear from you. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Mordechai Simon. Uh, what was the name? 
Mordechai Simon. Oh, Mordechai Simon. Oh, how are you? From my New Jersey friend. Okay, very good. Yeah. Okay, so what lesson you learned tonight's story? Um, you should always give up your Yiddishkeit for for learning Torah or for anything that it says in the Torah, and you should always believe in Hashem. And um, and also um, 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 the, all the the Yidden have um, big siyata that Hashem gave them, and you should use it well. Very good. Excellent. Okay, thank you very much, and glad to hear from you. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. What is your name? Yeah, hi, my name is Debbie Robinson. Oh, Debbie Robinson. Okay, so what lesson do you learn tonight? I don't know. I just clicked in, whatever. Um, I'm saying thank you very much for saying a great and schmacker story. Good. So maybe I'll see you by Meyer. Okay, call uh, Oh, yeah, you'll see me. Okay, fine. <laughs> if I go to that one, depends which minute I make. Okay, all right. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Ephraim Louie. Ephraim Louie, okay. And what lessons do you learn tonight? That you should, you should always be Moisa Nefesh. Very good. You should be Moisa Nefesh for Yiddish guide. Excellent. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. What is your name? Zalmi Hirsch. Zalmi Hirsch. Okay, we didn't hear from you for a while, but okay. So what lessons do you learn tonight? Um, well, you should always be Yid, no matter what happens. Right. Yeah, and by the way, I'm listening every week. I just, I don't get, I, I call in, but I don't I know, the lines are always full and they're always busy, and I only have so a certain amount of time to answer all these phone calls. But I'm sure you got in tonight. I, I remembered, I, um, uh, last week you said a story, I remember when you said it. You said it on your radio one. Right, right. Somebody remembered from, I don't know how many years ago I said it, but they requested that story, so I told it again <laughs> last week. You know, the archives, and I saw it. Oh, yeah? Very good. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot. Okay, good to see, good to hear from you again. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello. Yes, you're on the air. What is your name? Tamar Chifat. Okay, and what lesson you learned tonight's story? That you should always be a no matter what, like even if you're gonna die. Very good, excellent, beautiful. Thank you very much. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Um, David Robinson. David Robinson again. This time you heard the story. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying uh, it's always better to be a Jew. I'm seeing from everybody's comments, so that's what I think it is. Sorry well, about. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. All right. Very good. Okay. Take care. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Me? Yes, you're on the air. What is your name? Me? Yes, you. Um, help. I don't have any lessons, but I'm telling you one thing, Rabbi Gears. I'm a major fan of you. Oh, thank you very much. Good to hear. Can I just make one noise? Uh, real quick. Let's hear it. Ow. That's very good. Can you catch it, Yossi? Sure. Yossi, somebody wants to talk to you. Hello, can I help you? Yes, I could. Very good. You're very good. Maybe one day you'll have your own radio show. Okay. <laughs> After all, got to have a next generation. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? I think you might be the last caller. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Oh, Can't hear you. What's your name? Oh, yeah, Bood. Okay. Ah, Bood. Yes. Okay. And what lesson you learned tonight's story? That you should be nice enough for yourself for 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 yourself. Very good. Excellent. Okay, thank you very much, and I think that's all the time we have, so until next week, this is Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs, and Yossi saying goodbye!